Doug and Marty vs. the World is sponsored and paid for by Marty McClendon, Doug Bassler, and Prologue Digital Advertising Agency. Round one, go. Well, 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 it is definitely time for your spiritual caffeine on a Saturday morning. This is Doug Bassler. And Marty McClendon, Doug and Marty versus the world. I like that. Spiritual caffeine. I I, I love it. I thought of it because before we went on the air, Marty said he needed some coffee. So I was thinking, you know, we'll just do it. We'll just do some spiritual coffee today and see how that that plays out. Uh, Seems like it's going to work. Brother, did you? I, I don't know. Do you follow Elon Musk's platform? What's it called? Um, teaser. Yeah, Twitter, Twitter. 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 That's the one. Twitter, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so Tucker Carlson put out his first Tucker Car- Tucker on Twitter program this week. I don't know if you've had a chance to catch it. Nope. I heard uh, it was minutes long, though. I was going to talk about it tonight. Did you hear, listen to it? Yes, I absolutely wouldn't miss it. I've missed mm-hmm. Tucker. Uh, you know, I was a kind of a Tucker fan. Uh, mm-hmm. Really haven't watched a lot of Fox News since his um you know summerly summerly dismissal whatever i can't even know what words I, you know i used to know english yes uh, i know and then i hit middle age um summerly nope that's not it either Close. never mind Folter. i'll get a dictionary <laughs> later and we'll figure it out but um yeah it was Fairly. uh it was very nice basically monologue length right which is kind of the thing you like when you uh you know, you watch these guys and the, mo- you know, like Mark Levin, you like the monologue, right? Sean Hannity, you like the monologue. Uh, that's uh, kind of thing. So, girl, right? Yeah. Monologue. Yeah. yeah. So and it was, uh, uh, he was talking about the dam that was destroyed, uh, basically in the Crimea. And of course, everybody's blaming Putin. And of course, uh, he, Putin is the one who is, um, hurt <laughs> by the dam being blown up. Um, that and makes so a lot of Tucker sense. is like, yeah, of course he, you know, he's the kind of guy that'll shoot himself just to annoy you. So um, very interesting. He talk, also talked about Nikki Haley and her unfettered, uh, absolute uh, 100% uh, with sugar on top and strawberries uh, support for Ukraine, which is another good reason not to support her for president. Um, Mike Pence got into the race, brother. I know you and Mike are close. Uh, I like Mike. Yeah, I did like and stuff, but yeah. uh, right. So you you on the on the Pence train or whatever? What are you on, brother? No, no, no. I've got to be on the Chris Christie train. I mean, I'm telling you, he's got the most <laughs> food. <man. laughs> uh, yeah, we no, haven't no. we haven't had a president like Chris Christie since Howard Taft. Come on, man, we need some right. He's, he's a big dude. Man. I remember when he was popular because he was tough fighting those New Jersey right as governor. But he's just not been, you know, even the last election cycle, he was really, really uh, disappointing. Uh, definitely not someone I would vote for at this point in time. Um, Trump's got the lead for a reason, right? Trump's got to win. DeSantis, I, I, you know, I'm a big DeSantis fan. I, I love what he's Absolutely. doing in Florida. Sure. Sure. Absolutely. Uh, uh, just a fantastic job as governor. Same thing with Christy Nome. Same thing with a couple other governors across this nation that Tim are Scott. Tim Scott as well, not a governor, but a senator as well. Yeah, nice. Um, but the to your point, the people that are supporting these different candidates sometimes says a lot. 
doesn't always say a lot. I mean, you can have some Joe Blow that has different views, send money to a candidate for whatever reason. They don't have to be in a line. But when you have a bunch of people uh, supporting a candidate, it makes you wonder, right? Well, um, what Joe Blow, maybe not. But if Joe Biden's supporting him, definitely not. Not a fair. Correct. Right. Well, uh, Soros. Did, some didn't of the Joe, didn't Joe Biden come out? Didn't Joe Biden t- come out today and endorse our uh, Robert Kennedy Jr.? I thought I heard something about that. <laughs> I did not hear that. Would not be surprised. That's oh, wait, funny. I can't endorse him. I'm running for president myself. <laughs> oh, wait. Well, remember, he can't always remember that he's president. Remember, he's oh, he forgetting I'm president. So, uh, you know, why not endorse somebody else beside yourself? You know, call so, Joe 3030. Come on. Sure. Th- I guess the, the, the moral of the story is if you're going to run for president, do it when you're young enough to know that you're president. <laughs> because Joe Biden isn't just an absolute disaster. Uh, so of course, I, we, we talked about his terrible fall and all that, but you know, yeah. um, just, you, you know, know, what's scary about that too, is we've talked about this before, but I saw a newspaper headline the other day. It says, um, Kamala Harris is a fall away. Basically Joe Biden's a fall away from a Harris as president. And then in some ways that's scary. Right now, how can it get worse? But you never say that because it can always get worse, brother. Um, because it's it's still the same people pulling the strings. Now you have a cackling idiot instead of someone who can't read a tel- teleprompter, right? Or who's falling down, who has some comic relief, but as a world leader, if you will, you know. Yeah, but you know, and, and her real uh, claim to fame is she is the granddaughter of a slave owner. You know, so that's also you know interesting. I thought her claim to fame was how she got in sort of uh, as uh, the former mayor's uh, um, mistress, if you will, down there in San Francisco. Sure. And of course, she rode she rode the bus, you know, during the civil rights thing, even though she was too young to ride a bus during the civil rights. Right. When they didn't have the the busing back then, when it it was her age. They really didn't do a lot of busing in San Francisco. She's around my age, I think, isn't she? So, I mean, maybe a little bit older. No, nobody's that old. (laughs) <laughs> so I, I know we're on the national uh, presidential themes for a second here. Did you see, uh, I know you uh, listened to Tucker Carlson, but did you see Tim Scott on the view. Now I don't ever watch the view. So you have to watch the clips and that kind of stuff. What do you think? Did you see it? Do you see the clips for it? I, I would rather have my head stapled to the carpet than watch the view brother. <laughs> I love the fact that he went on there intentionally and basically called him out and says, Hey, your point of saying that a successful black man or woman in this nation is the exception, not the rule. And he goes, that is not true. You know, my grandfather uh, who grew up in the South and uh, South Carolina, it is different for me now. And talking about, well, he had a, a black president, a black vice president. We've had black senators. We went, you know, on and on and on. It was really good. He said, what you're saying is racist. What you're saying is a, an absolute lie. It is dangerous to our, to our youth, black youth as well. And I thought, well, that's good. You know, um, they don't get a lot of pushback on shows like that because it's all this rhetoric, successful, right? Uh, you know, one of the most successful neurosurgeons ever, Ben Carson. Right. Yeah, we yeah. we can't talk about him though because he's a Republican, right? And then to their point, oh, it's just these 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 so the sell out the race or their exception because no, it's not the exception; it's the rule now. There's so much opportunity in this nation. I thought that was good. So I'm not there. You know, Touting his horn, but I'm like, I like it when people stand up. Same thing for the Democrat candidate, Robert F. Gen- Kennedy Jr., right? Went down to the border, which Biden hasn't done yet. 
uh, you know, they didn't clear out the people for him to come down. He surprised we're down there and said, this is a problem. This is out of hand. And there's uh, literally he said, there is a ton of stuff that's been removed quietly over the last three years. Surveillance says he said, uh, need for restoring the surveillance infrastructure that was mysteriously removed three years ago. There were cameras, there were camera towers, there were ground sensing devices that were literally torn up and, and that were being stored in the military base. It goes on and talk about all this thing about working with Mexico, like Trump had in place. As soon as Biden's and the administration got in power, not only did they stop our production, if you will, of oil, uh, removed our energy independence, but they went and removed, brother, removed the apparatus that was been in place that was to actually control the southern border. This is all intentional. We've talked about this for, for a while now, but this is more proof coming from the Democrat side saying, hey, you've removed this with no fanfare so that we can't even track those coming across the border. What do you think, brother? I'm appalled. Yes, appalled. That's a good word. Yeah, and the other the, the other thing is, is it's come out now, of course, that RFK Jr., Robert mm-hmm. Fitzgerald Kennedy Jr., he is... Um, also being media blackouted, blacklisted, mm-hmm. suppressed. You know, you're just not seeing this stuff. You've got to go to, again, alternative media sources. And, um, you know, and this is the this is the exciting thing about the Bud Light, uh, Anheuser-Busch uh, boycott, the Target boycott, because mm-hmm. those boycotts, which are having huge repercussions across all of June LGBTQ Pride Month, on mm-hmm. all levels, but those boycotts were primarily promoted through alternative media outlets, and so this is this is a a, a an absolute wake up call to uh, mainstream media. People are not going. You know, are you going to believe your lying eyes? You're going to believe the lies that they tell you, right? So, mm-hmm. um, and this is uh, this is. A sign of a great awakening. This is a sign of, of people waking up. Um, a few days ago, I was doing street church in front of uh, a school down here in Kent, a high school, thousands of kids. I mean, it was really awesome, bro. And okay. um, But I was seeing, uh, I, I saw a, a car go by with a lady and a guy and you I could tell, I don't know if it was a supernatural word of wisdom or any the knowledge or something like that. She was enslaved. This person was enslaved. And so, you know, they want to tell, they want to talk to us about slavery that ended back in 1865 and more human trafficking, more human slavery. They used to call it white slavery, but now it's, Mm -hmm. it's all races enslaved now than any time in history. So if we're going to battle slavery, then why, you know, what's up with the Epstein, What's up with uh, Ghislaine Maxwell? What's yep. what's up with this? Because that is slavery. Those people were enslaved, and um, and they're functioning, and and you know all these missing children and stuff. The and cartel, the human trafficking, of RFK yeah. and blacklisting. Yes. Yeah. Uh, did you hear, brother? It's come out now that they have flying saucers that they have found. <laughs> they have the bodies of aliens. Now this is like this is reputable, again mainstream media suppressing it, but in reputable yeah. sources, whistleblowers and stuff like that have come out this and is Tucker, actually, right? yeah. yeah, 
Yeah. Now he, he the, said he said that they and I'd heard this. I've been I've been hearing it, and they're like legit now. Do we have them? Have we got cameras in there? Have we seen it? No, but uh, credible sources yeah, are saying um, that they have these things. So this again, it and what makes me think they do is because no NBC, CBS, no. CNN, Fox. Well, we're looking at though is we we have the UFO whatever the reports come out during the in the end of Trump's presidency they talked about here there's all those footage of these uh, um these UFO UFO unidentified flying objects whatever they are around military vessels they couldn't explain them and they got some things leaked and then they have some files from the 50s and 60s that are supposed to be released public information right over the years the Kennedy files as well where it comes out oh okay the CIA was involved you know or say you know there's there's documents that point in that direction they were involved in the assassination of jfk and yet none of us talked about because oh don't look here hide here silence here to tucker's point everything is being silenced they're only telling us what they want us to hear and so on this yeah there's been evidence for years that's why there's so many different shows about it we want to know what's what it is what what's behind it what actually do we have uh, without it being a distraction from what they're doing on the right hand or the left hand. Um, the, the, yeah, this is uh, James Comer uh, comes out and he's railing against uh, uh, Christopher Ray, the uh, FBI director, right? Christopher Ray won't give over non-classified documents that have proof that they've had since 2017 that Joe Biden in the last year and a half as vice president um, profited from Ukraine. But clearly they have documented, they knew it back in, from 2017 and sat on it. In 2020, they have updated notes on it and it's non-classified and they won't provide it to the uh, intelligence committee. And so they're going to now go into contempt of Congress and so forth. We'll see what happens, but there's smoking guns everywhere that they're trying to suppress. Not just, not just Hunter Biden's laptop, but actual FBI internal memos of Biden going to profit. And, his, and Comer said, Biden didn't think he was going to be president. Biden uh, was going to take advantage of that because he thought Hillary Clinton was going to be president, going to make money on it. So all this stuff with the Penn um, Biden Center and all this stuff, all this is about him getting money, enriching himself and his political clout. It's it's uh, all of this is tied together, right? The, it's this deep swamp that we got a glimpse of during the Trump administration is deep. Deep, deep, deep. And I'm thankful that the Bible, God's word, the Bible is true, that all things done in the dark will be brought to the daylight, right? Yeah. Uh, be exposed. I'm loving it. So it just makes you go, wow, this stuff really stinks. Yeah. So I got a question for you. Yes, sir. I'm here. Okay. You are, you and I have both been involved in politics, but you have been involved in a, in a way that not just in party leadership, running for office, but actually producing a lot of the messaging around a lot of our, our um, candidates, elected and non-elected. So you kind of got a really nice behind the scenes view of Washington politics. Plus we did the show for last since 2014. So I think combined, we've seen a lot of stuff and we have good friends like Glenn Morgan and Jim Walsh and so forth. So um, there's been a lot of shakeup in the last week, brother, and in Washington state politics. Uh, last week, we talked about J.T. Wilcox stepping down, not going to be in leadership anymore, may not be in the House anymore. Uh, came out this week that he may go into some lobbying, some kind of consulting or whatever it may be. 
And then on the heels of that, Caleb Heimlich, the Washington State Party chair, stepping down um, as well um, and may run for office in the future. We don't know what the next step for both of those are. I just think um, two of our, you know, if you would call them, whether you agree with them or not, I think in many cases I disagree with both of them um, on, on several issues in the party, but um, they are have been a mainstay for probably almost a decade now. In, in both the state leadership and the, the house leadership. What, what's your personal thoughts about that? And then professional as well. Yeah. The fact that, um, you know, Caleb had a, an interesting reelection campaign at the beginning of the year. Uh, I'm sure you're, you're aware of that. Mm-hmm. And um, so it's, it's weird that he would fight so hard to get that third term. And then, you know, reminds me of Kim Wyman. You know, so what do you, you know, what are you doing? Um, if you, if you were thinking about that, why not just like let it go, right? So rather than leave the party, now he's he's saying, well, I, you know, hey, there's half a million dollars in the bank, all this stuff. Um, I get it, that's fine, but um, yeah, interesting, um, it very interesting uh, turn of events. But however, you know, we we don't have any uh, statewide Republican uh, office holders. We don't have uh, any anywhere near. Uh, a statewide um, majority of Congress people or, or of even our state legislators and uh, mm-hmm. uh, these types of things. So, so the party is, you know, the, the performance is abysmal. Uh, certainly, uh, you know, you can say, well, the circumstances or whatever, but ultimately uh, the coach is responsible for the team's performance. And, you know, because you recruit the coach recruits and, you know, hires the the quarterbacks and, and, uh, you know, whatever the first baseman and all that different stuff from that sportsy stuff. Um, that sportsy stuff. Yeah. <laughs> Boxing so, and stuff, whatever. Uh, so but what's this? this might be a, this might be a huge opportunity to shake things up. I've heard names like Jim Walsh, uh, possibly going to run, possibly Dave McMullen, a few others, friends of ours that we know are, are, are quality people. So we have a deep bench brother. So I'm not even concerned about that, but it is, uh, it is a, an interesting thing. And I think if you're going to do it now would be a good time. See, this This is my, okay, I'm a little bit more cynical than you because I've been around as well and I've been inside party politics. Um, and I've seen in history, whether it be Kirby Wilbur, whether it be Susan Hutchinson, whether it be um, Caleb Heimlich. Um, Susan did the same thing, ran for another term, was able to uh, to resign, allow um, Caleb to basically assume it with her backing. I, I'm assuming Caleb's got somebody in mind, maybe it is Dave or somebody else. The same thing with JT Wilcox. I, you know, his right-hand person was uh, um, Rep. Um, Kretz over Joel Kretz, you know, over there, and Jacqueline Maycomber. Who knows? I, I am assuming that well, there's he, a um, – he we, – we had Drew Strokesbury got that position. Yeah, I know. House. But I'm assuming there there is this line of order, right? That's the, the old guard has not gone away. We have an opportunity, to your point, um, but having seen the things behind the scenes um, – I'm not getting my hopes up there, but it is. I'm more interested in seeing what JT Wilcox and what Caleb Heimlich does next, because they usually do this midterm because they're setting up for the next thing, you know? So, um, with some both. Uh, and, well, and him. So the old yeah. guard, I mean, Dan Evans is still alive, former yep. you know, Republican governor, mm-hmm. uh, Slay Gordon just, just, passed away here recently within the last year or so. And yep. um, they were very, they were very much still even in their nineties involved. So it's tough yes. to, you know, it's tough to shake the, you know, to shake it off. Right. Kind of thing. 
if if we want to move on, we got to move on. But it's going to be right. difficult. Uh, the tentacles and and stuff and the meanness, you know, within the yes. party is like, oh my gosh, it's like wait, I always found that the in internal party stuff way more mean and and nasty than oh yeah you know, you, oh, you've yeah. been you've been through the ringer so you know <laughs> um it's 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 interesting so another old name that's come back uh, to haunt us so to speak and possibly maybe bring redemption riding on a white horse it's dave reichert uh looks like dave reichert has thrown his hat in the ring for uh governor of washington did you know about that brother i did not know about that no that, that's actually a surprise to me not a surprise that he would run because he had planned on running before and then decided not to when Inslee was going a third term. There was much, many rumors about him running last uh, time around when there was rumors about um, Dan Meyer and, and Dave Riker and others running. Um, Dave Riker actually would be a good candidate for governor. Uh, a yeah, long time guy. sheriff guy, but he's got a lot of experience in King County. He's a, he was able to uh, be a he's Christian. Yeah. Elected yeah. sheriff in King County. Okay, so that yeah. means, you know, King County is kind of key to these things. Yeah, exactly right. You know, and the congressman covering much of King County as well in the eight before it shifted over. Um, very popular, too, and almost unbeatable at the time. And except when he stepped down, that seat was lost, as we know. Yeah, uh, so we had a Republican 8th district seat until Dave got out of it, and now it's been Democrat ever since. So, again, he was able to you know, get bipartisan support. And, you know, you and I both know Dave, uh, not, you yes. know, I'm not like intimate with the guy, but definitely the real deal when it comes to his faith in God. Yeah, uh, I absolutely spent some time with him in DC as well, a long time ago. And um, he's been, it was real back then and real now too. And of course the guy, um, he likes to work out, which is good. He's physically disciplined, which I like as well, but um, and some noise. Silver spice. Fox, they call him. Silver, Silver Fox, yes. exactly right. And that's right. You know, that, that doesn't hurt in politics if you're good looking as well. So um, I think, well, that's a good news, I guess. And I don't know if uh, who else is all declared in Washington State on the Republican side, but whoever it may be, I know Semi Bird's out there and others as well, but um, whoever we get behind after the primary, um, we've got to beat Bob Ferguson. There's no ifs, ands, or buts. This is this is the time where it doesn't matter if we think we have a chance at all. We got to win. That's just scary, brother. It's not scary like biblically scary, but scary like I, I I pray for my neighbors if that makes sense and my friends all across Washington. Right? Yeah, Bob Ferguson is basically uh, he is scary. Uh, mm -hmm. He has a book of enemies. He's he's vindictive. He he does things. You know this entire. A ten-year-old uh, lawsuit where he gets Tim Iman, initiative man Tim Iman, declared a human pack. It never happened before. Probably never happen again. Um, I was speaking to uh, Glenn Morgan earlier this week, brother, and he said that he personally had filed an amicus brief with the Supreme Court. Just letting them know if this is allowed to stand, he has a list of people that he will be getting declared human packs. So, you know, the precedent and the situation. Um, I mean, because if you're a pack, you have to you have to every expense, right? Toothpaste, right. underwear, you know, office chairs. Oh, wait, he never just pays for those. Um, <laughs> that was funny, know, though. You know, about yeah, that one, right? Yeah, I do. Yeah. And Supposedly, he accidentally walked out of Staples with an office chair. I know, a video of it. But you know what's funny? We've known Tim forever, and I can see him doing that. 
um, just, I think it's sometimes, and I, and, uh, we both love the courage he has and the, the willingness to just shake off. I mean, this, they bankrupt this guy, right? And Bob Ferguson has gone after him, gone after his reputation, gone after his livelihood, gone after his family. Um, it's all kinds of crazy stuff. So, um, but you got him, um, his, uh, resilience, if you will, definitely impressed, but we've been around him too, personally. He's got like ADD or something. I don't know. Sometimes you're like, okay, dude, <laughs> take a chill pill. But then again, that's not who he is. Right. So, um, yeah, first and foremost, I love the way Glenn described him in a recent video. If you, uh, if you want to see Glenn Morgan's videos, go to we, the He has them on YouTube as well. Um, but he just said, you know, ultimately, and I, I agree with Glenn. Ultimately, Tim is a promoter. You know, he's a marketing guy and he's yes. able to market across party lines to cut taxes. And he is personally uh, responsible for many initiatives that that limited property taxes, car tabs, all types of different you know ways of saving us money, which makes permanent Washington very unhappy because they want more and more of your money and not less and less of your money, brother. Right. With more and more of your money, they have more and more control. They can expand more and more of the bureaucracy and therefore uh, control every part of our lives, including like um, stoves and gas heat and power and and drive per mile lanes and so forth and more tolls and so forth. Yep. I'm with you. I'm just thinking that that things are changing. I'm just curious if they're really changing or this say it's just a maneuver. It's the time. It's interesting. The mid-year it's a great time to do it, prepping for the 2024. I, I'm curious to see what's going to happen in the future locally and nationally, obviously. Much more than curious, I'm invested, as you are as well. You know, Christians engage the idea of getting down to time. You know, people are running for office, people are running for local school board. But not to lose sight of all this stuff. We're being lied to. We're being censored. We're, uh, we're being uh, groomed in many cases and doctrinated. We know all this stuff. Well, we're still, I still believe, brother, there are more of us than there are of them. It's just a matter of us saying, all right, as you said, we're waking up. We have to do more than wake up, though. Uh, we have to wake up and say, no. In fact, we're going to institute uh, laws and um, principles and people in um, higher places that push back against this stuff. Go the other way. Restore some goodness, if you will, brother. You know, yeah. Uh, you mentioned boycotts earlier. I thought it was very novel now because I remember when we were, well, you and I are, are fairly close to the same age. Uh, I remember growing up and going to boycotts, actually having people outside the stores with signs say, don't go in they, you know, they don't treat their workers or whatever it may be right with the internet, with social media, with whatever, you don't see people out picketing. You just don't see people going in. You see whole aisles of empty stuff, except for, but like, you see, you see, like you said, losing companies, losing billions and billions of dollars. Uh, and I love it. So just an anecdotal. I was out the other day. We were invited to dinner with some friends or neighbors. And so, and most of them are retired. I'll just say this a group of about 20 people. We were the youngest ones there, which is rare for us, but, um, all of them order beer or something like that. And, and all of them almost to a man or a woman said, no Bud Light. It was just like one of those, they made a point that weren't sharing politics or nothing. They were like, nope, you know, and I'm sure it was Target and something else as well. But I thought it was funny because they go, I, I, whatever you have, just as long as it's not Bud Light. And because it, it has offended the common person, if it makes sense. 
Yeah, it's and, got and many, many corporations are moving away from the pride thing. Uh, yes. They're just, you know, I think we're just done. And a lot of it has to do with SB 5599, uh, which basically is, you know, they can coerce your children into leaving home, uh, claiming that the parents are abusive by not allowing them to transition and then transitioning them. So they can sodomize your children. They can transition your children, whatever they want to do. Um, you know, I remember when good grooming was a, you know, it was a good thing, right? You wanted to, you know, comb your hair and put your deodorant sure. on. Now that grooming means you want to turn your child into, uh, you know, a sexual object. Again, it's slavery, right? Because yeah. uh, what 13, 14 year old kid really is capable of making life decisions that way. I, I, I feel that that would be the exception and not the rule. I mean, certainly there are, are, are many stories of exceptional young people that, you know, for, you know, parent died or whatever, and they were able to go on and make their way in the right. world. Um, you, you know, you I remember, was, yeah. you I, remember my son, you know, had leukemia twice, right? Um, the second time around he had radiation around his head. Um, they told him that his growth place would close. Basically he wouldn't grow any taller, but he also made to be sterile the rest of his life. There's a risk we had to take, but it was one of those things that it was, it was life or death for this, right? This is one of those things where it affected his entire life. He may or may not be able to have kids in the future. He clearly was stunted as far as his growth, but he's still alive. For us, it was great. But now imagine making a choice, arbitrary choice at a young age for a child like that, that's saying that you may never have children again because we're going to change your sex. We're going to give you puberty blockers. We're going to have top surgery to remove your breasts. You know, we're going to change your, um, your genital organs, if you will, uh, so they don't function but they're the opposite you can't do that that is mutilating your children for lifelong for what it's not because they're going to die if they're they're struggling with a, a um, with what's being sho shoved down their throat all kids try to figure things out right you know so it's like this this is dangerous and i do believe the the adults that are involved in this that condone this that support this that go through and and not only groom the kids but facilitate these these transgender sex surgeries and whatever um, should be held accountable as well. That's abuse, brother. That's, that's seriously abuse with children. Yeah, I'll tell you, um, this this thing is it's coming to a head. We you know we we all sense it, right? I mean, we don't even have to sense it. You just have to open your eyes and look to see that we are being uh, flooded by the gates of hell. And mm -hmm. uh, I I was. You know, there is a, a referendum uh, that is now out. Uh, we need is we need 200,000 signatures before July 15th in order to get this on the November ballot, uh, repealing SB 5599. And so uh, I know our friend Sharon Hannock will have the information. Maybe we can get her next week or follow, you know, sometime here in the future to talk mm -hmm. about it. Um but, uh, you know, thank God for that. FPIW, uh, Family Policy Institute of Washington, has picked it up. Uh, other organizations that we uh, know and love. Uh, and so um, we need to get everybody to sign this and get on a ballot, and then we need to, to repeal it. And I, I think this is going to be something, um, a, a groundswell, Marty. I think there's going to be a groundswell. I think there's going to be an earthquake of, you know, when, when you start messing with people's children, their grandchildren, their, yep. their progeny, uh, in such an invasive, such a wicked way, you know, I, I'll tell you, there's, there is an increase 
in witchcraft. And I think it's time for us as Christians to to understand, begin to understand spiritual warfare. Now, in the 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 chapter, the twelfth chapter of First uh, Corinthians, there's the what they call the gift of the 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 twelve gifts of the spirit, the nine gifts of the spirit. I'm sorry, and mm-hmm. the nine gifts are word of wisdom, word of knowledge, prophecy, tongues, interpretation of tongues, working of miracles, uh, gifts of healing, faith, mm-hmm. and then there's this one that we haven't, we've kind of neglected. Now there was a big deal going on in the '90s. The late 80s, the early 90s, about spiritual warfare, about deliverance. And the Lord actually had me reread uh, Piercing the Darkness uh, I love by, that. by Frank Preddy. And and it's yeah. very, very much. And it's the second book. There was This Present Darkness was the first book. Piercing the Darkness was the second book. And I, I was like, why do you want me to read that one, Holy Spirit? So this discerning of spirits, that's the other gift, by the way. And I as I was reading this book, it was all about the kids. It was about this this pastor that had his kids taken by uh, uh, DHS, how Mm -hmm. they had all these accusations of things going on, all because they tried to cast a demon out of a little girl who had been going to this new agey kind of stuff in the in the public school. It was really timely. So I would just encourage people if you haven't ever read it, or if you if you read it and forgot about it, it's a good read, go back and read it again. And remember that there are angels that are battling for us. There are devils that are against us. And, you know, we can't ignore that spiritual realm. It is being barfed up out of hell on us right now. It's being defecated on us right now. And you know what? It's our fault because this is happening on our watch. And what did Jesus say? He said, on this rock, which is the confession to him that he's Christ, right? Mm -hmm. He's the Savior. I'm going to build my church. And what did he say? That gates of hell will not prevail against it. So if the gates of hell are prevailing, then it, then, then the church ain't there. We're not there. Right. We're not showing up. We're not that, you know, we've got to set, be the backstop. We've got to be the wall. We've got to be the army. We've got to be all these things that the, that the Bible says that we are. And uh, so just a, a real interesting thing. And I even saw a thing on Fox news earlier this week where they had, naked witches they got them on security camera eating a raw dead deer yep and i mean this is this is this is legit real stuff uh we had a big uh terrible decision in our court case against king county elections um the uh, motion to dismiss was uh, granted so they kicked us out of court they had all of this this stuff going on well initially Last Friday, we had the hearing of the motions, but he didn't rule until Monday. Uh, our good friend Tambourine Borelli went home after the uh, the thing on Friday, the court case on Friday, and uh, she, you know, she's an animal rescue person, and she had an entire flock of birds that had been slaughtered and was laying all over the lawn. I mean, dude, witchcraft stuff, right? Yeah. This is this stuff is these people it, they they get power they get you know there's a, there's this really weird verse in the bible about their uh i forget who it was joshua or somebody pushing this battle against this one city and mm-hmm. the, that says the king went up on the wall and sacrificed his son and then it says great wrath came against israel so there is a spiritual power so we better learn how to have better power than that we better have we better learn about our authority as christians our mouth authority our faith authority and these are the things. Now, I'm going to just one more quick thing. I know you got lots on your mind today, brother. Uh, I l- watched this video 
And uh, Jane Hammond was on there and she was doing all the, yeah, you know, God is for us. And she was pumping everybody up. And then Lance Walnow gets on there and he goes, you know, I love Jane. She's great. And, you know, but we need to have an altar call. If you're called by, if you feel like God's calling you to run for school board, we need to come up right now. You need to respond. If you're good, if you're supposed to run for office, get up here right now. If you're supposed to be in business, if you're supposed to go to the media mountain, you need to come up here right now. We're going to pray for you and we're going to commission you. And I was like, now that's right. That's right. We can pray. We can, we can do all kinds. We can sing. We can worship. We can fast. And those things are absolutely critical, but at some point we've got to go, we've got Mm -hmm. to go and we've got to stop this agenda that's, that's coming against our families and our children. And as long as we're isolated and, and uh, not functioning as the ecclesia, as the body of Christ, then they, they, you know, I I read that verse in Hebrews and it, it means so much not forsaking the assembling of ourselves together as is the habit of some, right? Because when you're not assembled together and you're the little sheep over there all by yourself, that's Mm -hmm. the wolf. That's the one the wolf goes after, bro. (laughs) I'm telling you. Yeah. Not safe out there. Outside. Yep. Exactly right. So uh, it's funny about the, the piercing the darkness with Frank Peretti, one of my favorite Christian authors been around forever. I just looked up, he lives in Northern, Northern Idaho right now in Coeur d'Alene. So uh, just not too far. It may, may even hear our broadcast, brother. That's kind of cool. If you think about it, um, Northern Idaho. Well, Frank, if you're listening and you want to get on, go to DougAndMarty.com. Shoot us a message. We'll get you on. There we go, right? But um, the spiritual warfare, I'm not sure if you remember. I think we talked about this a little bit. Um, but during the 2018 election, that election where, you know, um, my election came down to 104 votes. Um, we had Mark Melosha get beat in the 30th by Claire McCaskill or Claire, whatever her name was over there. And um, long story short, there was there was a series of mutilated cats that went along from the Port Angeles all the way down the, uh, the Kitsap Peninsula, all the way up the I-5 corridor. They found these cats with the with basically the bones taken out and, and mutilated all across. And that's witchcraft. It's, it's this type of thing that we've seen. And it's been going on for a long time. Now it's got it, you see it on in stage and the blatant um, satanic worship. And it's like we've been saying spiritual with, warfare, with the Grammys and all that. Yeah. 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 So it's like now it's been they're trying to popularize it, trying to normalize it, trying to numb everybody down to it. But this is what it is. I used, so what, I used to watch the Grammys, but now I'm married to one. <laughs> but I'm thumped. That's cute. I love it. Um, but I, I, our pastor the other day was really preaching good. I love it when they preach. They always preach a good message. But it was back to the point of obedience brings blessing, right? Talks about how our command is to make disciples, right? And then to baptize, right? And it was about baptism, but it was along the lines of obedience. And he was, he was telling us, the, given the Bible verse, remember when Naaman was in the, uh, scripture, he was a famous um, sort of war leader in scripture, had leprosy, right? So Elisha, uh, his servant girl said, there's this prophet in my land named Elisha. Uh, if you go to him, I'm sure he can heal you. So he, was, he had a basically leprosy of the death sentence, right? And I love the story of this and the way the pastor described it too. So he goes all the way to Elisha's door, but doesn't go in. Okay. You know, it, it was fanfare. He's got, the, the, you know, the chariots and his, his troops and his attendants and whatever. It's a big fanfare. He's a big war leader. And Elijah sends out a, uh, one of his uh, servants and says, the servant goes out there and goes, 
uh, Elijah says, the Lord says, go wash in the Jordan seven times. And Naaman gets upset. He goes, I could have washed in clean rivers back in Syria. I could have, what, why am I, why would I do that? It's insulting basically. And one of his servants tells him, said, you would do something great. If the servant of God told you to go do something great, you would do it because it makes you look good. Right. But this would take you humbling to go dip yourself. How little thing this is to go dip in the Jordan. And so he finally does it, dips in the Jordan and he's clean. He comes back and praises as your God, the God of Israel is the only God. I just love this, but it was that uh, humility that comes upon someone um, that says, okay, Lord, I'm not going to do it my way. I'm going to do it your way. And this act of obedience brought healing. So when we're talking about people being called by God to run for office, by call by for God to step out and, and get engaged. That's it. It's just an act of an obedience. If you're feeling called, step out. There's a blessing that comes from uh, obeying God and that we're commanded. So I just, uh, thanks for sharing that brother, but it's, it's really uh, tied into the message. And of course the spiritual warfare, we have to be spiritually adept. I think we've gotten numb. I mean, I'm not you and I necessarily, but I think in general, the church has gotten so focused on prosperity, on uh, being a good citizen, whatever it may be, by being a good Christian. And, and we've forgotten that this is spiritual. It does start with prayer. It does start with the Holy Spirit. That we are fighting against principalities and powers, right? Our weapons are not carnal, right? They're not physical, but they're for the tearing down and pulling down, right, of these powers and principalities. We're in battle. Um, but, but it seems like we've not had our skills sharpened, if it was well, for a while. So I think it's time. As we're awakened, it's time to get fit, if you will. Yeah, and um, the other, I think the other side of that is I'm as I'm listening to you uh, so eloquently uh, talk about this is that there, it, it, what you said was the body, right? And so there's people that are actually they're gifted at discerning of spirits they that's their that's their lane and um you know my wife is really good at that and so recognizing the people around us that have that gift so you know certainly there's uh we all have all the gifts to some degree right the bible says we can all prophesy we can all do these different things right we can all pray for the sick these different things but there's definitely people that man, they're prophetic, or there's definitely mm. people that are, wow, these people really have gift of healing or they really know things or whatever. So recognizing who are these people that understand discerning of spirits, not just suspicious, not just witch hunters and demon behind every mm. bush people, but they're like, they get it. They're like, man, there's something wrong with the atmosphere right now. We need to pray. Right. Or there's, there's something wrong with that person. And we need to be like checking this out. We can't just, you know, we bring in, um, you know, if we bring people into our organization and we get a check in our spirit, we should do some, you know, we have internet now. We can background uh -huh. check people, right? Because uh, believe me, they are uh, infiltrating uh, our organizations. Uh, Southern Poverty Law Center has uh, now added a new, uh, a new class of people uh, to their hate and extremism report. Did you hear about that, brother? Uh, I'm assuming it has something to do with white Christian males or something. What what is no, it? Oh, brother, that was <laughs> that's so 2022. No, brother, okay. this is this is 2023. Parents' rights groups. Oh my goodness! Are now listed as uh, extremists and hate groups by S P L C I. Went and checked. I went and checked the list. Yeah. Uh, they put them right under Marty McClendon, which was right under Doug Bassler. <laughs> 
as radio host. The um, only laugh because this comes in, this is in lockstep. You have the administration uh, giving cue to the DOJ who put out, said that parents should be domestic terrorists who show up to school board meetings during the pandemic or pandemic. Now you have the Southern poverty laws just fallen suit. It's the idea that they're trying to silence any kind of opposition to what they're doing to our kids. Parents will not be silenced when you're doing this to my kids, to my brother's kids, to anybody's grandkids, we're not going to be quiet. You know, the, the, the genie is out of the bottle, so to speak, but the, the, um, this is all an attempt. And I think the more they push this, the worse it's going to get for them. I'm telling you, because people have had enough. There's a point where people will comply because they're out of fear. We've seen that during 2020, 2021, but there's also a point where they come and they've had enough and usually has to do with kids, you know, and this is where we're at right now. When, when Washington state passes a bill that basically allows the state to kidnap your children and trans and transition them or have them abortion without parental notification, without parental rights, without any legal rights that has gone too far. Um, we've seen well, kind the, of, state, you know, the state is saying we, we the children belong to us. They don't belong to you. Yeah. And we've seen certain educators, certain administrators and teachers unions say that openly saying the parents don't know what's right for the kids. Uh, they do belong to the state. The state knows better. We've seen the Welcome to Washington Baby Act that was trying to be passed a few years ago. And similar type things have been passed at the local level where the, the city, the county, wants to come inspect all newborn babies uh, to see what kind of environment they're in. Uh, the idea is they don't want and to them find out if you have guns. Exactly. Or Bibles or whatever. The idea, they want this indoctrination, this grooming to start at a very young age so that um, people are normalized into this anti-Christian, anti-American um, way of thinking, if you will. Uh, it's just to our own doom. And I think that's intentionally, whether they openly say it or not, there are people um, that are uh, working for the destruction of this nation, uh, destruction of these values, destruction of our of very souls, if you will, um, that is pure evil. As, if we're aware of that, we also know that because God wins, that we are uh, used at a time such as this, that we are here for a reason and a purpose. Uh, just what we have to be ready to do and, and step into the fray, if you will. Um, all of the heroes of the uh, Bible really weren't prepared for it, brother. They, their life had prepared them to a point, but God paved the way for them so he would get the glory. So I think that's really, really encouraging for people like you and I, don't you think? Yeah, ob obedience, you know, that, yes. was, that was the key. Uh, you know, I've said this, I've said it once, I've said it a thousand times. If it doesn't scare you, it's probably not the will of God. You know, there we go. God, God is going to stretch you. He's going to require you to walk by faith. And, and that means, you know, and faith, I, I don't think faith is like an emotion, right? Any more than love is an emotion. So in love, you know, in first Corinthians 13, we have the love chapter, right? And it tells us that love is a bunch of actions. It's patient. It's kind. It doesn't doesn't rejoice in evil, expects the good and all that. Well, in Hebrews 11, we also have a list of what faith is. Faith goes mm -hmm. without knowing where it's going. Faith builds an ark being warned, divinely warned. Faith uh, gives a more excellent sacrifice. Faith walks with God like Enoch did, even when you don't 
feel like it, you get up and say, God, let's take a walk. Anyway, I'm kind of cranky today. You know, uh, I want to tell you something. This is now this is something that I I, I share this kind of in a way kind of hesitantly, but I, I really feel there's something on this. And when we came back from the, the terrible ruling, so all of our motions in our case against the elections people were denied and all of their motions were granted. And and all the way home, I'm singing the police song. I can't, I can't, I can't <laughs> stand losing. I can't. So I don't like it and feel good. I get home, grumble, 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 and I'm talking to God. And God says, Doug, rejoice. Wow. Yeah, but Lord, I don't want to rejoice. And I, he says, rejoice. So I didn't want to look too foolish in front of my family. I went down in my studio and I locked the door and I started to jump up in the air. And I said, I rejoice. I praise you. And I heard the scripture and it said, in all things, give thanks. Hmm. And I'm hmm. telling you, I feel like there's a breakthrough uh, that's coming in this area of unjust judges. Speaking of unjust judges, Judge Robert Hinkle. Yep. who was appointed by known pedophile, child uh, rapist, child exploiter, Bill Clinton. Yep. Um, put a temporary uh, hold on Ron DeSantis' uh, sponsor bill in Florida, preventing minors from being uh, tra medically transitioned. Yep, with puberty um, marker. Yep. Yeah, with, yep. Uh, so it basically it applied to three children that are currently with parent permission going through transition he says oh it would cause them irrevocable harm if they weren't allowed to continue so they're half there they haven't totally picked their pronouns yet or whatever um, well he also said this is interesting in his quote from the judge that once again a federal judge seems to be you know the thorn in all Republicans side when Trump was president, you had a Republican, I mean, a, a Democrat, liberal federal judge that would put injunctions against President Trump and the wall and so forth and on and on. So this is a federal judge that says, hey, transgenderism is real. Therefore, this, you know what? I'm like, well, hold on now. It hasn't been real for how many thousands of years? There's been male, female, right? There's been uh, mental issues and whatever. This is a judge who's not a doctor, last time I checked. He may be as much of a doctor as Dr. Fauci is, but the point is that he's a judge. He's a lawyer. You know, so he's dictating medical advice for the nation, you know, and for a state that has their own rights. They elected their own representatives to pass bills like this, you know, overwhelmingly support this, you know, in the state of Florida and the state of Texas also passed similar type bills. And so this judge is being an activist. We talk about judicial activism. This is what this judge is doing. They're yeah, being an activist. If you can't get the legislature to do what you want, then we just do it actively. You know, we'll legislate from the bench. Exactly right. And so this is when you put activist judges in place, this is what happens. We have them in Washington as well. That's another reason why it's, it is this veil of secrecy over the judicial campaigns uh, lends to this as well. When they can't talk about their viewpoints, they can't talk about their political leanings. They can only talk about, you know, their judicial theory, their judging. And that's always frustrated me, brother, in, in Washington, where they, oh, I'm sorry, 
it's a, you know, nonpartisan office or whatever it may be. I can't talk about that because I may rule on something like that in the future. Now we need to vet these judges carefully to know their judicial philosophy because it makes a difference. We saw the overturning of Roe v. Wade because of the appointments Trump made to the court. We're seeing this type of thing, activism, because of the people Clinton and Obama appointed to the courts. Uh, we have to be better watchers of the hen house, if you will, uh, of not putting foxes and coyotes into these judge positions. Um, there's my two cents on that, brother, but it's definitely this is why it's important. Absolutely. And, um, you know, there's a, at least a couple of guys on the radio speaking out, you know, so what are you going to do? There we go. Um, we, th- this has been a lot. This has been a burr under my saddle for for many uh, election cycles. And, you know, I'm not like the most active political guy in the, in the world, but, um, I do know one thing and that is if you don't run for judge, you can't be elected. So, uh, there's a lot of judges positions that we have really, really bad judges in place and they're elected and they're reelected because nobody run against them. Yes. So these attorneys that, you know, they sell their soul because they want personal injury cases and all these other things. That's great. But someone's going to have to step up. We need to have an altar call, brother. Like, just like I said earlier, right? We need to have altar call for those that are going to run for school board and stuff like that. We need to have altar call for the lawyers. That's there we like, go. Who's running for judge? And we're going to get behind you and we're going to get money and we're going to get you elected. And we're going to start getting good decisions. And we're going to start striking down bad decisions. And this yes. whole case law thing. I mean, I just, I'm appalled by this because some judge says something now it becomes case law. No, there's no such thing as case law. There's only law. If there's law, if it's law, it's law. If it's not law, then it's not law. And just because you make something up and create case law, I mean, this is this, it's wicked, bro. And we, you know, if we have, as I fear, lost our elections where our elections don't count or our votes, you know, they get the outcome is predetermined. If we've lost that, and we've lost the judicial branch, brother, we no longer live in a free country. No, yeah, 100%. Now, this is where the appointments, it makes you wonder, because you have the judicial branch is supposed to be a check on the executive, supposed to be a check on the legislative. Legislative supposed to be a check on either, but it's this three uh, co-equal, not equal, but branches, right? And yet we've, we've seen this like, executive grow enormously at the state and the federal level where the executive controls all these bureaucracies that has a lot more uh, rules, writing authority and power given to it by the legislature. Then we see the judicial branch actually legislating, like I said, passing things through court decision. And it makes you go, well, what the heck is going on with the legislature? It's supposed to be the most powerful branch. The, the house and the holds of purse strings in the, and the federal level and the state level, the people elected to Congress, people elected to the state house and the state Senate and need to pull back power. They honestly need to rein in power from all the bureaucracies, all the executive. I know that's asking a lot, but we, the people should demand it. The point is you should vote on these things. You shouldn't automatically rubber stamp things or give somebody else the power to put their thumb on the citizen without a vote of the people. I mean, there's so many things that need sunset laws. There's so many things at the federal level like this, where you have these agencies that are weaponized, but no vote of the people, no vote of Congress. 
This is all executive order, executive action. So we need to. Uh, well, it's our country and we have to fight yes. for it. It's our country and we have to remind them this is our country. Uh, we have to have free, fair, verifiable elections. Yes. Uh, we need to get rid of this mail-in thing. Um, we need to we need to take charge. I just, you know, I think we can win. And this last story I'm going to share is 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 hope that we can beat we can win because Facebook uh, founder Mark Zuckerberg was pinned in two minutes in a jujitsu match <laughs> with a 40 year old Brazilian shopkeeper. So if a Brazilian 40 year old Brazilian shopkeeper who speaks Portuguese can take Mark Zuckerberg to the mag. You can too, brother. <laughs> You're listening to Doug and Marty versus the world. If you go to DougAndMarty.com like Dave did last week and shared his insight on the white horse carrying a bow, he said, which other uh, group has a bow, he says. I'm like, oh, I wonder, maybe a rainbow? Anyway, go to DougAndMarty.com and you can email us and talk to us too. And we want to hear from you. Well, this is Doug Bassler. And Marty McClendon. Doug and Marty Bruce. Bruce. <laughs> 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 <laughs>